This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to our bonus episode from day four, user interviews. So we talked with Michael Smart right after the the day completed and wrapped up. We're going to learn more about how they conduct their user interviews, how they approach their user interviews, what they're looking for in those user interviews. It's really interesting stuff. So stick around. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. How was the day? It's really exciting. I mean, it's uh, user testing day here uh, in the in the sprint week, and it's been just 
amazing, amazing to kind of hear the feedback immediately on the ideas that we just came up with on Monday and really and uh, kind of executed yesterday in the prototyping and we've uh, we've had amazing feedback so far we've, we've we've obviously got things that we need to work on right we've captured a lot of feedback positive and negative we made a few little tweaks to the prototype at around about the halfway point today um, just things like fixing a few things that like text adding a few um, flourishes here to, here and there just to kind of support the, the the understanding of some of the ideas we were trying to we were trying to test this week and um yeah i can see the team now putting up uh the uh feedback for the for the fifth user and um nice. yeah seeing a good good little patterns here of both green and orange post-its <laughs> okay so what does the green and orange mean right <laughs> so we've got um Green posters. When we're taking notes during the during the um, each test, um, we've got two of us basically capturing notes as the user is going through and and using the prototype. And we take notes on green post-its for comments or feedback where we feel like, yeah, that's affirmative, that's a positive uh, piece of information. And if we've got things that were maybe a little bit unclear or the user felt like this is not valuable, this is not adding anything to my experience, we jot those down onto orange post-its. And as we put those up on our user testing wall, um, because uh, the way we set it up, we can kind of start to really easily identify patterns across the different features or the different ideas that we are testing in the prototype. Nice. Very nice. Um, so walk me through that first test. We talked about a bit about that yesterday mm. um, and how kind of important that is. What happened today when the, the first tester came in? Right. So behind the scenes style here, um, the, the first test is always the, the kind of the, this litmus test. Um, does everything kind of click through and work? Obviously, just on a technical level, you know, have we got any kind of like obvious silly bugs in there? And that's what we come in early in the morning from nine and kind of just sort out some of those little bugs to make sure we can click through. But that first test is really handy for us because that's the first time we're really getting this kind of external perspective on for sure the copy that we've written but obviously some of the ideas that we've that we've had so there's definitely a few moments there where we were thinking ah yeah that's just not clear that didn't come through um we will we'll note that down you know as i as i mentioned we've got you know you kind of typically see more orange post-its in the first test um and um yeah the, the the first test there was um exciting for us because we could see okay definitely we, we were like yes it's not completely off the mark we've landed a few <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly we've landed a few ideas we, we've we've um we've made definitely in this case for this week we can see that we've definitely made an improvement on the existing app so we're already feeling pretty good at, at 10 o'clock in the morning thinking, all right, we're, we've landed some things. We're making headway here. And then obviously you're starting to look out for these kind of patterns here and grabbing the nuances in the things that the users are finding valuable or not. Very cool. So what, um, like, 
how how did the designer react seeing kind of that first some of the first feedback did he get to right to work um what was the what was the scene like Right. So we're pretty patient with this and we don't jump to any conclusions for sure. Not after the first test, for sure. Not after the second, after the third test, we're starting to, we kind of build in a a little huddle break. These, these huddles that I was mentioning that we run here at AJ and smart. So we build in a little huddle break and that's usually around lunch. And we, we just gather around the first three tests and we, we already pull out the kind of trends uh, in the feedback that we can identify and if there are glaring things that we feel we can fix easily, as I mentioned, perhaps changing some copy, maybe adding a few little um, yeah, flourishes. In, in this case, we were adding in a couple of icons, a few symbols here, just to help with the understanding about what we meant by this idea. And that was the first time that we really then dipped into the prototype and started changing things. But we're... The designer or designers here who are, who are working on the prototypes, as I say, we leave the ego at the door, right? We don't take offense when users are not, you know, don't like a, a you know, a right. visual style or, or an idea. We're, we're really leaving the ego at the door. We had a funny instance today where the second user kind of looked at um, one of the little... We've got a little character in this prototype going along. We're just testing the idea of, you know, being guided by some kind of entity, you know, and, you know, there's two ways you can look at that, you know, with chat bots and things like that, but we want to kind of characterize this a little bit, but we went for, you know, an illustration, like a kind of a, a, a non-real um, character here. And uh, <laughs> the, poor, oh, the feedback there was like, oh, that looks exactly like a poo. So <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was a funny moment for us where we were like, oh, okay, we were going for a cell. But yeah, great. That's good to hear that, you know, a cell could come out as a poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> were, there, um, were there any major things that, that you learned today that you'll, you'll kind of start looking at moving forward? Absolutely. I mean... We have our hunches, right? And each of us in the sprint team will have our hunches as the storyboard's getting created, as the prototype's getting created. And we kind of have these moments there. We definitely had it this week where we were nutting out a, a, a kind of a kind of a progress page, right? And we were kind of trying to see the user, you know, give the sense to the user that they're making progress in their, their, this app as they would use it over time. And we had a real moment where we were thinking, Okay, I understand it, but not everyone in the room understands this the way that we're approaching this. And it was a real disagree but commit moment, right? Where t- the clock is the clock is kind of, you know, against us, right? We've got to get this prototype done yesterday and we thought we we just got to get it in. We'll do it as the drawing as we have it in the drawing, but there's a real kind of I got to put my hand up and say I disagree with it but I commit to it. Let's build it. Let's see what happens the next day. So that was one of those moments where today we got a lot more clarity around that. So just going ahead and just leaving everything, as I said, at the door really paid off for us because it wasn't, we didn't need to go around in circles and discuss how we could visualize this or come up with 20 different versions. We just could 
get the words from the from the customer today. And we've got a lot of ammunition going into next week. And it's going to be really those those kind of almost like the dream situation for any kind of product manager or product owner because now we're really just armed with almost all the fixes. And our job next week won't be to like obviously do everything. We still need to bubble up what will be the top three things, top three to four things that uh, that we should really hone in on so that at the end of two weeks, as I was mentioning, we're going to be working with this customer for two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, we've really started to refine and started to like close in on what the the scope of work could be for for the for the project team moving forward. You know whether that goes into development straight away or whether this has to go into some kind of you know stakeholder decision making process about whether they're going to invest on it. But we're really able now to to take this information from today's session and be able to make a strong case for what we think would make the most sense to work on. And by the way, you've got all of this ammunition. So once your UX team or once your UX UI team kind of start to tackle these screens, they already have a great foundation to start. They're not starting with a blank canvas. They're not starting with needing to come up with ideas from scratch. You've just got the words and the, the, the feedback and the post-its from, from this week's test. And you can just go away and start executing on that. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Right, right. Um, so anything, I mean, anything else that we should know about today um, that would be worth someone listening, kind of learning from prototype day? Yeah. Um, what, like, I think the big, what things yeah. maybe go wrong? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think, I think the big thing is, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, uh, if you're, a, you know, an entertainment performer, a musician or something like that, it doesn't matter how many times you check your, your, your guitar strings or you check the batteries in your pedals. Of course, the moment that the curtain goes up, like, you know, the tuner doesn't fucking work or, or, or that fucking, you know, you know, that distortion pedal just runs out of battery or, you know, the G string definitely breaks on your guitar. Right. So <laughs> you definitely have a few of those moments, but you've got to roll with the punches and none of us get stressed out. The testers, you know, they're human as well. They're, they're, they're really eager to start talking to us, right? In, in our case, we had some users that were existing users of this product and some users who were totally new to this product, totally new to the idea of having a product like this. But they're genuinely really eager to see what, what you know, to, to really see the ideas and just start using the thing. So, you know, you've got to give your hats off to your research team and for, for kind of priming the users and getting them, you know, really keen to talk to you. And then when they're here in the test, we've got a nice hour slot. So I, that's definitely a tip maybe is give yourself enough time, right? Even though the user test, we're going to talk with them for roughly 35 minutes. I mean, this is like a, this is like a freight train. Once you get some users started, it, it, there ain't, it's just nothing stopping them. So you want to make sure right. that you can you know give them the space and the time to feel comfortable and get their thoughts out because it is gold and you know give yourself enough time to just turn it around and then you know reset and and then go go for the next one so for sure 
um, giving yourself enough time, giving yourself a lunch break, crikey, you know, it's, it's a lot. As I say, we do a lot of things simultaneously and in real time, as I mentioned. It's not like we just record it, one person records it, and then we would all sit down tomorrow and watch, you know, six or seven hours worth of interview footage and then take notes. No, we do it all in real time. We make the changes kind of in real time if we, if we feel we need to, to assist the understanding of the ideas, but we don't perfect anything. Like I had to jump in <laughs> or not had to, but I jumped in and made a few changes to the prototype today. And, you know, I'm not touching UI projects for, for years, right? So right, it's not right. about being perfect at all we just sometimes need shit the user just needs that little that little subtitle there they just need that little extra arrow just to just so they understand the idea because it's the idea we want the feedback on it's not the design it's it's nice if we can establish you know a nice aesthetic or a nice direction and we feel like okay cool we've landed on something here this is something we will definitely keep pushing in an execution phase but it's nothing that we get too precious about nice um help me so i I, i'm picturing like half the team sitting outside of the room half the team sitting in the room um paint that picture for me who's doing the interview is is the whole kind of sprint team in that room asking questions or does one person kind of leave lead the session Great question yeah so one person is definitely leading the session and is more or less the person who kind of only the, 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 the tester really only sees and hears. And that's just to, again, it's, a, it's an odd situation user testing, right? It's, it's not real life. It can feel daunting. So we want to make these testers as comfortable as possible. So the user tester has a chance to really build a rapport with that person, welcome them into the room. We had a mix today. We were doing remote testing with some users. Um, where were they based? Well, somewhere else in Europe, actually, I, I don't doesn't come to me okay. right now. And we also had some users coming into our into our space here. So, a couple of things there: making sure that the room is nice and tidy, that the environment is nice and clean, that it's not just you know like a kind of tip here. They feel nice and comfy. They get a cup of tea or a coffee. And they're coming in and they're sitting down with this uh, with our user tester D, and she's leading them and guiding them through the through the user test. So definitely she's the only one asking questions. Then you'll have myself or the, the, you know, our, our other sprint team members, myself, Fedor, we're in the background or listening into the, to the live stream and we're taking notes uh, in real time and kind of putting them up on our, on our wall of justice, we call it. And, and that's where the, the yellow and orange. Oh, exactly. Uh, so the that's right. So the wall of justice, um, the wall of justice is has two functions or three functions for us. One, it we uh, kind of you have to imagine a giant wall here with uh, kind of posters down the left hand side, which are almost broken down into categories of what what screen is the user seeing now. And then next to that, we have yellow posters kind of saying, okay, what is the thing we're testing on that? on that screen. So is it, if, if it's an onboarding screen, is it the, is it the storyline? Is it the fact that, you know, the users even bother with an onboarding, right? So we've got a couple of these questions or these kind of like little hooks there. And so that helps the user tester um, with kind of prompts as to what to ask during the user test. So we don't need to, we don't okay. spend time writing whole questions and things like that. We, 
we just set up the wall and we've got, you can see it right here. We've got a good 20 kind of prompts for a, for a 12 screen um, um, prototype here. So that's down on the left. And then you've got other columns, which are basically the other, well, each user tester, right, has its own, has their own column. And then inside those cells, we basically put the green and the orange post-it. So that's our wall of justice. And we, and as I say, that builds up over the day. And then you can kind of start to see where the, where the patterns are. For instance, if you're on, if you're on a certain screen, we're on, let's say a timer screen right now, we're just looking at that. And there's just it's, it's, it's plain to see. You don't even need to read the notes. You can just see, is it mostly green or is it mostly orange? Do people get it or not? And, um, and then you can kind of, you know, very quickly start to hone in and say, okay, this is landed. This is landed. This hasn't. It's probably not worth investing in now unless it's something that the customer really, really wants to get right. Then that's something for us that we would push into an iteration week. Um, and then what fidelity is this app in? So we could describe it to, mm. to people listening. Mm. We go for high fidelity. Um, we okay. go for, we're not, we're not testing paper prototypes. We're not, we're not using something like pop where we're just uploading our sketches into it. We're not doing wireframes with Azure or anything. We're going for uh, a high level of design full, fully, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, it could be the real design. It could be the real asset that developers could go and implement. But obviously, it's just not polished. You know, it's not pixel perfect. Okay. You, know, you know, we're not looking at alignment or line heights and things like that. Um, illustrations and things like that, they're more like impressions, right? And once they land, then we would go to town and kind of say, like in this case, right, where we're testing whether this kind of fun illustrative style will land with such a serious topic as fasting or such a such a mm. like meaningful topic to, to to many people which is fasting so we really don't want to spend so much time on creating the perfect illustration and character set because then we're going to get really really attached to those illustrations and if it doesn't land with the customer we're going to be fighting an uphill battle to just let them go. Whereas if this doesn't land at all this week, we, we know we can just put it in the bin and start again next week with a new direction. Right. So, okay. So it's as high fidelity as possible as we can, but we don't spend hours and hours perfecting pixel perfect things because we know ultimately it could all be for nothing if it doesn't land with the customer. Thank you so much for listening along to this full Sprint Week. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review. It helps others discover the show. Next week, well, we're probably going to take next week off after all of this. But coming up in two weeks, we'll be back to the story of, of Lee of 7am, Gunto of Auth0, and Krish of Chargebee on their two-month product journeys. And it's just about to get good. So, for example, <laughs> the main engineer, he thinks that low forcefulness is the one that's going to work because, like, he, he's, like, he's, like, a good engineer and he likes researching things, understanding things himself before implementing them. And when okay. he gets, like, a step-by-step, -step, he hates that. I think <laughs> the opposite. I think that most people don't have time because we're in an anxious world where we need, like, one, two, three, four because my attention span is, like, very narrow. 